0: Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to your host, Paul Schurin. You'll hear first-hand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together, or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Hi, this is Paul Shuren with Impact Data Source, and this is going to be a new type of episode that we'll mix in from time to time. So instead of a conversation with an economic developer, I'm going to use these shorter episodes to dig into a topic that has popped up recently with some of our clients. Just as a little bit of background, uh, I'm an economist and principal for Impact Data Source. Our work involves helping economic developers and local governments understand the impact associated with new businesses or developments. Our software Impact Dashboard is used by about 150 different organizations across the country to help evaluate individual projects and, in many cases, the economic development incentives. So with that context, let's get into our topic for today, which is the impact of remote workers. And so this is a topic that has come up repeatedly over the last few years since the pandemic started. Um, I will say that we did a pretty detailed webinar in January of last year. So I've sent these slides and the recording to several folks recently, and I'll link the slides and recording in our show notes on impactdatasource.com. That webinar is a little over an hour long, and I want to hit on a couple of the key concepts when it comes to thinking about the impact of remote workers. As you may have seen, several states, regions, and cities are offering grants to attract remote workers to their area. And depending on the community and the goals they have, these remote work, worker attraction programs may be a good idea. I'm not here to, to say those programs aren't a, a good idea or really go one way or the other on that, um, but I do want to highlight the biggest issue that I see um, here and how communities think about remote workers and the impact that they'll have on the community. And we need to be clear from an impact perspective that a remote job is not the same as a local in-person job. So let's start with um, what everyone is probably a little more familiar with, and that's the the impact of that traditional or standard in-person job. So uh, just a, a direct comparison, I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying that the standard in-person job will typically have a larger impact uh, when compared to the remote job. Think about uh, for a minute: the uh, a local business is spending money for real estate and you know, for its office, for business personal property, for utilities at, at the you know the office, uh, for business support services, and so a local business will have a whole host of local vendors and places they're spending money. And importantly, that's where uh, a big source of the impact of a new business or a job really originates from. Uh, So I I don't think, I don't want to go too far into the weeds, uh, but that local vendor spending represents the indirect uh, impact of a business or of that job. Um, But let's contrast that that kind of traditional job at a local employer with the remote worker. And so when you have a remote worker, their employer may not spend any money in the community at all. And other than the the salary, the remote worker earns. So it's, it's likely the typical business, uh, that business to business supply chain impact that you see in a traditional business uh, is non-existent for a remote job. So the other part of, of the impact that we typically calculate involves the worker, spending money in the community so when the worker no matter if they're employed by a local business or if they're a remote worker when they when that worker takes their salary and re some of it at the grocery store or restaurants or goes and buys a house That has an impact in the local economy and that's uh, that's what we call the induced portion of the impact if you've heard indirect and induced the worker spending is that induced impact and so for the person employed uh, by the local business or the remote worker this induced portion uh, is typically the same so based you know same salary we could assume that that impact is going to be the same right Uh, but let's transition to think about how these economic impacts translate into fiscal impact, say, for a city or something like that. Uh, The framework that we use in our model isolates the revenues and costs related to the new business, as well as the revenues and costs associated with the new worker households that may move to the community. And so from the business side first, if we think about a traditional project, that company is going to pay property taxes. They may generate some other revenues for the city depending on the local tax structure. Um, the traditional business will also likely uh, almost certainly impose some costs on the city. So we know that the more business activity you have in a city, the more that that city will spend on public safety, for example. Um, in the case of a remote worker, the company doesn't own any local property. They're probably not going to generate any revenue uh, for the city to you know pay, pay in in taxes. Um, the good news, I suppose, is that that company, the the business side of things, um, they won't really generate any costs either because they're not, it's just the remote worker that's there. It's not the business itself. So there won't be any costs, you know, for the city on that side of the thing. Um, With respect to the revenues and costs represented by the new worker households, this can be pretty community specific, so it's common for remote workers to be incentivized or re- required to buy a home. So in those programs, they they may generate some additional residential property taxes at a kind of a higher rate than than typical, maybe. And so if that revenue um, and the other revenues a remote worker generates uh, by spending in the community, maybe on local sales tax, for example, um, if that exceeds that city's co- you know, the city's cost to provide services to these new households, that's You know, that's a good thing I I guess it's a big question mark when you think about the costs that that those marginal costs to provide services. Um, A city, you know, we can think about it there's, there's, you know, we say it depends, A, a city that has some excess capacity in those city services, so maybe they've been losing population over the last few years, or they're just kind of built out for more uh, you know, residential activity than they actually have. Um, so a city that has excess capacity in city services may want to attract workers, and that'll help spread out the cost across a larger uh, residential base. But a city that's growing, maybe bumping up against new fixed costs, and they're going to have to build a new fire st- station out there that, you know, in that part of town, um, when, when you're hitting some of those fixed costs, the remote workers may just be pushing things over the edge, and, and they may add uh, more costs than benefit. In that in that sense, so it's not necessarily um, the same framework or the same way to think about it there. So the bottom line to this entire discussion isn't to say that one type of job is better than the other. I think things are changing in, in, in the labor market. So whether you you like one or the other, I mean, we just need to understand that they are different. So it's simply here we're pointing out that the impact of remote workers is different. And, and we just we're pointing out remote workers being different because we're so familiar with that traditional local job. So the methodology used to evaluate the impact of a remote job should not be the same as the traditional in-person local job. That's all from me for now. Thanks for listening to the pod. Feel free to message me and give me your thoughts on remote workers and changing labor uh, market. If you wanna check out that webinar, we also have it posted out there. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to podcast episodes, check out impactdatasource.com.